if you discount the power of real social proof in your listing, you're doing yourself a terrible disservice because a lot of people will just scroll on. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Hello, it's Sean Hart, along with Seth Stevens here with the Post Purchase Podcast, episode 37 today, Seth. And we're talking about the importance of using social proof in your business, in your product offerings, in your sales, and that sort of thing, Seth. Yeah, guys, every single day, it seems like we're always uh, astonished by the power of social proof and the power of uh, the negative side of it if you don't have any, right, Sean? So um, we all know that several years ago, there was a big scandal in Amazon where a lot of sellers got shut down, they got a bunch of reviews removed, and they had paid thousands and thousands of dollars to have that on their listings. But why were they paying for that? It's because the social proof aspect is so valuable to their business, showing other consumers out there that they're not the only one making this decision. So, Sean, let's dig into the power of social proof, what we can do about it, and um, the strategies that we use every single day. Right. It's so powerful because as humans, we have two things. We don't want to be the only one, and we want to be a little bit lazy. So the more (laughs) chances that we have to show other would-be prospects or buyers out there that our product has been voted, you know, as as being uh, feasible for a particular challenge or whatever your product does by other buyers. We all do it. We scroll through Amazon. We look to see who has reviews. We look at the price. We see some images and we make a decision based on that. I can't tell you, Seth, any time that I've ever gone and and physically read through all of the reviews. All I want to see as a buyer, because I know I'm already protected by Amazon, I want to see that other uh, buyers out there like me have purchased the product. We know that we're okay, right? Now, here's here's a, uh, let me just give do an expose here on the way I like to shop. If I'm buying a product that I think is a tiny bit little shady maybe or might not uh, perform for me, I don't look at the five-star reviews. I go look at the one-star reviews to figure out what people have a problem with it, all right? So, How can we use social proof in our listing? When you're listing on Amazon, obviously, first and foremost, get some reviews, some product reviews, some legitimate product reviews that are natural and organic. You don't want the type that's an entire paragraph of sales copy that we all know you wrote and sent to your friend to review you, right? We want natural reviews like, wow, I can't believe how great this product performs. Uh, I love the customer service. You know, the quality is amazing. And then, Seth, what about these uh, video shorts that I know you've always been a huge proponent of? How can we use video shorts to mm-hmm. influence that social aspect of, hey, I'm not the only buyer out there? Yeah, so videos are even more powerful. And they're even they're the most powerful when they're obviously not marketing. So that means that the video, a video of your customers actually using your product that are real. So we've actually looked at the data Um, On the back end of Amazon, they can show you how many people are engaging with your different video reviews, the video shorts that are on your listing. And the ones that always get the most engagement, Sean, are the ones from real customers that look legitimate, like they shot it with their cell phone in their house talking about their real experience with the product. Because everybody knows that marketers out there are trying to make it seem like they have reviews, but it's just marketing. So 
you don't have to worry about soliciting these wonderfully uh, studio quality reviews or videos um, because they just don't work as well. So what we do is we reward our customers for uh, shooting a video for us, posting a video short. We just engage with them after they've purchased. A lot of times we're going to have an insert in the product anyways, so the customer can engage with us. And then what we like to do is give them a reason to whip out their phone and take a video um, of our product. So um, Sean, that's kind of uh, the high level view. Do you want to get into the nitty gritty at all or? Yeah, definitely. So let's just face it. We're all naturally lazy. We want what other people have already demonstrated is okay. Okay. No one wants to stand up and ask for a prayer request in church to be the first person. No one wants to be the first person to jump on the dance floor at a, at a wedding reception. We all want to see that it's okay. And as humans, we automatically follow the lead. We follow the crowd. We want to see someone else take that leap of faith first. Remember in, in the book, uh, the Art of Persuasion. Uh, Robert Cialdini talks about a, a, a uh, an experiment where a gentleman walked out into a busy street in a major city and just started staring up in the sky. And what happened immediately was that everyone in the area starts looking to see what the heck he's looking at. We are all creatures of habit. Even though you may think that you're Superman, you are not immune to the uh, nature that's already hardwired into your being saying, hey, you don't want to be the first one. It's scary jumping in the pool the first time, right? But if you see there's other people already swimming in the pool, then the water's probably safe. Um, it reminds me when I, I walked for miles and miles through the Australian outback, all right? And for whatever reason, I didn't see all the signs on that journey down into a, a valley that said, uh, beware of crocodile or, yeah, crocodiles over there until you know, we got into the uh, the little lagoon. It's in the middle of the mountain. There's probably 100 people swimming there. And then I started noticing the signs and I was like, wow. But you know what? I guarantee you I would have had a different feeling about that, Seth, if I was the only person swimming in the pool. But since there were 100 other people out there, I'm thinking, all right, yeah. I have like one out of 100 chance of having my leg bit off. That's social <laughs> proof. I mean, that's a dramatic example, right? But anytime, if you, if you discount the power of real social proof, in your listing, you're doing yourself a terrible disservice because a lot of people will just scroll on. They want what the crowd has already demonstrated to be okay, to be safe, to be trustworthy. And you're not, we're going to take your word for it. Yeah, right. You have a biased opinion. You know, I, I just created actually a social proof on, on one of our products on Google and I put my image there so they know it's me. And the review says, starts out with, in my biased opinion, <laughs> obviously I'm a product creator, but I thought it was nice to give a little insight on that. So uh, what are some other ways, Seth, that we could use social proof or some examples in our personal life, everyday life, where we are victims of social proof, like it or not? Where can you, you see that, obviously, Seth? Well, you can see it in a lot of different places, Sean. One, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, though, is... Um, Specifically, if you're an e-commerce seller selling on different platforms, you don't really have control over what's going to be posted or um, you, you really just don't have a lot of control. So um, a lot of times we like to invert the, the problem, Sean. If we want a high quality, uh, highly reviewed, um, highly rated product on Amazon, for instance, then what's the thing that we don't want? Um, so that's the inversion, right? So what we don't want is we don't want those one stars bashing our product like you're going to go and read. So how, what can we do in that instance 
to make sure that we can over deliver for our customers where they're not going to come and give us a one or a two star review. So first and foremost is prevent the negative because that's going to be your conversion killer. So if you can start there and, and one of the things that we've done over time, Sean, is have iterations of our products. So when we launched our first bamboo pillow product, the average review that we would get is three and a half stars and we would read it and we'd say, okay, the pillow is too high for a lot of people. And so then we made it a little bit um, less filled. So it was lower. And then we got reviews that said, well, it's a little too low for some people. And then we had another iteration where we actually put a zipper on it. So then the customers could adjust it. And so we started eliminating the product features that were attracting those negative reviews. So we, we want to start with what can we do to prevent a bad situation? And then normally the upside takes care of itself, but I cannot um, kind of impart that enough into you is that you're never going to out market a bad product. So you have to go back and work on your product, fix that. And then a lot of the upside kind of takes care of itself, Sean. I love the analogy that the uh, that the bad review is the anti-social proof. So we must, we absolutely need to be proactive about getting those reviews. Let's just face it. Most of us are not willing to go out and leave a good product review. We just want to buy the product and use it and be happy. But how many times, Seth, do you get a shoddy product or a bad experience? And you're like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to go leave you a review, a bad negative review. Well, we know what that does to a business. So it's up to you. It's your responsibility to go solicit these positive reviews from your raving fans. If you don't, your product, your listing, your business, your sales will absolutely suffer. Seth. Yeah. So if you look at this in your day to day life, if you are um, I think we talked about this example this morning, Sean, if you're walking through your local fair and you see a food truck that has zero uh, people standing in line, then you don't want to be that person. You're like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with those guys? They probably don't have very good quality. And then you then you stumble across the trailer that has a huge line. And um, <laughs> of course, in your mind, you think, well, uh, they probably have the best food. I better get in line as well. And it kind of is self-reinforcing. So if you can get this trend going on your own listing where you're eliminating reasons why people want to leave a negative review, and then you're doing such a great job on your customer service and your follow-up with your customers that you can get a little bit higher percentage of your customers to come back and and write you that um, that highly rated review, then you're going to have a huge advantage in the marketplace long-term, Sean. Well, of course, if you walk into a restaurant, Seth, and it's four o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday and it's not busy, that's okay. But if you walk in on Friday evening and it's 6, 7 p.m. and you're the only person there, you start asking yourself, what's wrong with this place? Do I really <laughs> want to consume this uh, dinner here? And that's the same thing that our customers are doing every single day. That's the same thing that you're doing. You're reading the reviews on this podcast. By the way, go leave us a review on the podcast if you don't mind. There may be something uh, rewarding in there for you, like a you know a pat on the back or something like that. If, if you uh, like what we're sharing and you're enjoying the content, we're doing a good job, please let us know. Leave a comment, uh, like us, follow us, share us with your friends and colleagues. Seth and I are uh, dropping these uh, golden nuggets here every single Monday for you on the post-purchase podcast. My name is Sean Hart. That's my co-host, Seth Stevens, and we'll see you on the next one. See you, Seth. Thanks, guys.